Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, that podcast where we watch Blizzard. We watch them real good. Sorry, I, I don't know what that was. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week, uh, I don't have any real great superlatives. I've used Magnificent too many times. I want to say Wondrous, but I'm afraid that it seems a little cloying, so I'm not sure. Anyway, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, so yeah, they're good. They're, they're good people. Just we like them. Just cloying. You're cloying co-hosts. I don't want to call you cloying. That's mean. I mean, I'm okay, okay with being mean to you, but I don't want to be mean to him. It's appropriate. I've just interrupted you, like, twice, so... Eh, that's whatever. We were just talking about eating pumpkins and possibly where cheese comes from. I'm cool with it. Uh, right. But since since he talked, we'll introduce him first, uh, the editor-in-chief and overall Grand High Poobah of Blizzard Watch, Alex Ebart. Alex, you were just told to say something. Hi. Uh, right now? Okay. People who are on our site throughout the Gamescom stuff will notice that on Thursday, during the WoW... World of Warcraft uh, expansion announcement, Legion, our site crashed. It crashed really hard, and it was really bad. But we've been working on that, and that shouldn't happen for BlizzCon. So it was a good test run for us, and we know what the problem was. So yeah. we're good. To, to be fair, the entire World of Warcraft internet-verse took a pretty savage beating. Yeah, uh, I mean, our site crashed, Battle.net crashed, uh, pretty much every other fan site crashed. I think WoWhead managed to stay up, but got crawly. It was a bad day for for WoW sites. And also with us this week is someone who managed to avoid the entire thing because she was out listening to some awesome music and otherwise having a fun road trip. Uh, Our own Ann Stickney. Ann. Hi. I actually, at the point that all of that was going on, I was at a county fair yelling at goats. Which you should do. Were they fancy goats? No, no, no. No. It was just like, you know, there was a lot of goats there. And I said, hey. And they go in. Hey! Like, right back at me. So, like, you know, we were just saying hey at each other repeatedly. It was great. I was we like, were actually hey. talking about that on the, the leveling stream. Somebody yeah. said, Anne is yelling at goats. And we were just like, what? Why? Why is she doing this? Because they were there. See, and they I, yelled I, at me first. I hate goats because when I was, like, 8 to 10 years old, my grandmother and my aunt and uncle took me to Disneyland. But then we went to Bush Gardens. And I was going to say, there are no goats there in Disneyland. No goats. <laughs> well, I've never been, so there might be Bush goats. Gardens. It might be exclusively goats. No, Bush there Gardens are no goats, goats at Disneyland. Quite a few of them, actually. And what happened was that they came up and knocked me down. Oh, no. And ate, they ate the shirt off of my body. They oh. knocked me they, down and they ate me. They knocked me down and ate my shirt. And so I was like, I, and they tried to eat my pants, too. But at that point, I managed to get away. So yeah, goats will. Those sound like some very poorly behaved goats. They were not not my not my favorite goats. No, not at all. All right, this week. Well, um, uh, if Goat Simulator taught me anything, is that goats can do anything. They did teach you. They just they can do anything they put their mind to. You keep this up, I'm going to sing the Fraggle Rock song. (laughs) Do it. Don't don't test me. We will not talk more about goats. I have a problem. All right, Um, let's go on. This this week um, we had. One really big. There was a lot of news out of Gamescom this week. Let's be nah, honest. No, there was nothing. There was quite a lot of news, but there's only one thing that I think we're going to talk about right now because by itself it could take up the whole podcast. Transmog. And, well, that is one of the things that was known. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that the real new fast. New Overwatch hero. One of the uh, things they mentioned at um, Gamescom this week is that they are finally going to give us the Diablo style transmog we've wanted since they gave it to Diablo. <sighs> By itself, that news was enough to get me to, to subscribe to any I am so happy. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to do. That came out in an interview. No, it was on the website. It was on the press site. No, it was yeah. on the website, but they didn't mention it on the stage, and the actual details of it came out in an interview with the site, yeah. I don't recall. And, and I am so happy. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I really don't. I have no idea, because I'm going to have bank space again. And Here's the I, thing. I might keep some of that stuff. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep I some use it of it. For time but, walking. Yeah, I'm gonna keep some of it, obviously, because some of it is like sentimental, but the majority of it is just stuff I collected because it was pretty. And keep the your stuff legendaries. That it, yeah, well, no, I'm keeping all my legendaries. Are you kidding me? I'm not getting rid of any of those. I have so many, <laughs> but like, I'm not like my void storage is full, both tabs, and my bank is mostly full i think i have like 10 slots free in my oh, bank you, you have bank slots free a few oh my and that's God. because i sold it's it's because well and part of that too is the whole um having a separate tab for like all of the reagents or whatever no 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 i i use my reagent tab but i still my bank is completely full of weapons just weapons yeah that bank 
just weapons, and then my void storage is mostly armor. Except it's, I've taken out I've taken out specific pieces that I use in time walking dungeons because I, I managed to get like I managed to have a set from BC, uh, set bonus from BC, set bonus from Wrath, and set bonus from Cataclysm that I use in time walking dungeons. I'm not sure what, what I'm so going to do now. To when you guys talk about like uh, your your void storage bank space, because I don't think there's enough armor and weapons in the game that I actually like to fill up that much space. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that I think is ugly, but I keep from, like, sentimental value from, like, vanilla. But even then, I look at most of the items in the game, like, yeah, but you eh, play a paladin. Right. I don't want it. Do you play a paladin, though? Yeah. Now I do. I didn't before. You're, I played a priest. Yeah, but your tier sets are all terrible. Yeah. Every are, single, so every single paladin. But warrior yeah. tier sets are amazing. Yes, they are. And so rogue keep- tier sets are not the best, but there's more than enough leather gear that I have like bits and pieces of this at the other. I mean, that I piece sets together. Are so bad they have toilets on their shoulders from a catapult. Hey, set. hey! Now my priest, my priest. There is only one outfit that she has transmogged ever, and I will never not transmog it. And it's full priest. transcendence with oh, anathema. With They're anathema. Good at getting like uh, <laughs> the molten core set and transcendence and faith. Those are all good. And then yeah. they eventually devolved into porta potties. I liked all the ones from Burning Crusade. I don't think that there was a single one I didn't like from Burning Crusade for priests. I just remember them getting a little samey and lame. Yeah. Well, I, later on they did. I played Warriors in BC. No idea. I Cataclysm, but, I really Cataclysm is where it started to go downhill for me. <laughs> I do like some of the sets from Missa Pandaria, though. All right. As much as I could, I could sit here and talk about this all day. I'm really so sorry. Could. We're like, now we're This is probably like the we, least part, least yeah, interesting yeah. part of Legion. So. <laughs> we have, let's just try to talk about it. Um, the expansion was announced. Its name is Legion. It is essentially, I believe uh, Liz Harper described it as the, the ultimate fan service expansion, and that's not far from the mark. This is the expansion that I, when I first heard them announcing it, as they continued to go through the things that were going to be in it, I kept saying to myself, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is every expansion rumor I've ever heard, except like what was the only one that like Legacy of the Void or something? There's we don't know that we're vengeance, going to the South yeah. Seas yet. Yeah, Vengeance of the Void is the only one that they that it doesn't have anything to do with. We the we know South, we're going to the South Seas what? because that's where the, the Broken Isles are. No, the Broken Isles are north. They're north. They're, South Seas is like Kulturas and some troll crap. South of the Maelstrom, they're being pulled into the Maelstrom slowly. It's north of the Maelstrom. Um, well, it's, no. yeah, it's north. There was a picture. There was a picture. It's up north. There's a picture of them being up north. Yes, it's up. It's like above north. the maelstrom, like north. Northeast, the I saw, a little bit. Like northwest of the eastern kingdoms, from the picture I saw. Yeah, yeah, it's like closer to because you know Gul'dan had to get there to bring it up, and during that point in time in the Second War, they were just encroaching upon Lordaeron, so it's kind of near where Lordaeron was, but out in the this, ocean. No, hey, this map, this the, map the, puts them not the anywhere near Isles. the south of Northrend, uh, closer to Kalimdor than the Eastern Kingdoms. The people who are watching this, this live, we'll see it on the stream, Broken Isles is on the map in WoW in-game right now. Yeah. If you zoom all the way out where you can see the options for Outland, Draenor, and Azeroth, on the map of Azeroth, the Broken Isles is like between the Eastern Kingdoms and Northrend, I think. Yeah. That's so it's, it's north and to the east. But everything else, pretty much absolutely every other thing that we've ever heard rumored, uh, it, it's wherever they are, they're definitely an ocean expansion. Uh, we're going to the Emerald Dream. Uh, Ashara's in it. Xavius is in it. Um, we're not going to the Emerald Dream. We're raiding the Emerald Nightmare. Big difference, but still weird. Yeah. All I know a is of, a lot of stuff that they've talked about before. It's just plus, I'm I mean, really interested in how some of them even work in together. Like they've mentioned, like Queen Ash- Not we don't know if it's Queen Ashara, but Queen Ashara's forces. Quote. Unquote. They said Queen Ashara. They mentioned her by name, but then they said like her forces would be there. I don't yeah. think she's going to be actually in the game for the very simple matter that she doesn't, you know, they don't talk enough about her for me to think that. I mean, yeah. last she was working with the old gods and not the Burning Legion anymore. So are there old gods here? 
And wasn't it the same thing when Xavius was working with the old gods, not the Legion anymore? So, uh, what is what is happening? I don't know, but it's weirding me out. Now, Xavius, I can understand, though, that Xavius would, like, turn to the Legion. Because he turned to anybody. Turn to Legion. He turned to anything for power, really. And, and I think Ashara would be kind of of the same mind, too. But it's just, it's a little odd that the Emerald Nightmare is coming into all of this, because that seems kind of like a non-sequitur on top of everything else we're already dealing with a little bit. But, but we haven't that, seen the story yet. We haven't seen the story yet, so maybe they tie this all together in some kind of ingenious fashion. We just don't know. I mean, I, I just have to mention, too, the, the one of the things that we, we know is that apparently Suramar is going to be an, an actual explorable zone. Yeah. And there's a secret elven society that's managed to endure for 10,000 years. That uh, weirds me out, because I thought Gul'dan raised all this stuff from the ocean floor, so where they, were these already, guys? They've already said something about that possibly not having been the case, that he just, you know... That he just stumbled upon it? Or, you know, he told everyone he did, just to make himself sound cool, but it's been, like, you know, up the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they, can kind of, they can kind of retrofit that to work yeah. if they want to. I They've think done they just kind of had this situation where they wanted to involve the Tomb of Sargeras and Warcraft 3 showed it as like underwater, like ru- total elven ruins, tiny little scraps of islands in Warcraft 3. Like that's all it was. It was this crap hole yeah. that Gul'dan went to. But to incorporate this stuff into the game, I think they had to add more meat to all that. Well, I like definitely. to think that some of these places just sort of like came together when the cataclysm hit. Or for that matter, maybe the whole place got raised when the cataclysm hit. Maybe they've been living underwater in a big magic bubble this whole time. Yeah, maybe like, it was like Atlantis or something. Yeah, that would actually... When I want to see who these guys are because we, we've got Highborn in the game right now, but they're the Highborn who were like not totally down with Ashara's plan. They and were, yeah. The ones that we've seen of the Naga, they were the ones who were trapped in the palace, but we've never seen straight up highborn. This should be interesting. I want them to be like magical jerks. I want them to be like, (laughs) like, like they're the kinds of guys who, if the blood elves show up, will look their noses down at them and go, really? Pink? That's so cute. (laughs) Oh, oh, a sun? What got me here was Chilton was announcing this like this. No. Frosty oh Yabi. no, no! It was Afrasiabi. If you're gonna talk about, what I think yeah, Frosty he's Yabi, like yeah. he's talking about like this, you know, this other elven race that we've never seen before. They've thrived and flourished on these islands, and you're going to kill them, yep. all of them. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Death, death, death. Awesome. awesome. We're gonna meet these new people and commit genocide immediately. Hello, well, we're... because they're terrible. Hello, we're an ageless magical society of wonders who look down upon you as nothing but pond scum. And yeah, okay, we're going to murder you now because that's what we do. Remnants of why the world exploded once before. And we're going to do it again. We're We're totally going to do it again. We think this is the best idea we've ever had. Seriously, man. You know what I'm really excited about, though? No, tell us. Alaria and Turalyon. Yeah. Come on, it's about time. They name dropped that, too. I just like I said when they named out that I'm like seriously it's everything it's it's every expansion announcement I've ever heard in a blender. It makes me kind of sad in a, in in the tiniest way because I was really hoping that maybe like at some point we would go to find them and they'd be stranded on this world of barbarian badasses and we'd just like we'd get to it'd be like Conan meets Thundar the barbarian and that'd be pretty cool. I, but, I did really think that them being lost somewhere was going to lead into us going to more worlds yeah. instead of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm on Azeroth again. Hello. No, no. Here's my theory, though. Maybe we could still we, do that. We know that we're going to actually see another world because at let's talk about the Demon Hunter really fast because that's one of the things that, that, I, that triggers this theory of mine. We know that the Demon Hunter class is being introduced. We know that they're getting a starting experience similar to the Death Knight one. And yeah. we know that it starts off, t- you know, I guess at this point, 10 years ago. When you raid uh, the Black Temple, which by God was that really ten years ago, and it's pretty close. Wow! You know, two thousand seven. Kind of old now. Whoops. It, we played it eight years ago, more or less. Yeah. So, so yeah, basically back then he's sending them these death, these demon hunters off on a mission. The to Illidari. This, like, he's sending them to the broken world of Mardun. I want to say I don't remember if yes. that's the actual name, but 
we don't know what's there other than it used to be a Titan prison that he, that Sargeras cracked open when he decided, yeah, I'm done working for the Titans and I'm going to let everything I put in out. I I find myself wondering if that's where we're going to meet them. If they've been stuck, if they were stuck there on Mardoon and that's when your demon hunter runs into them and that's when you Maybe. see what happens. Because it, it makes sense. I'm not saying that's what it is, but it would make sense. And then when your demon hunter comes back and says, hi, by the way, I brought these long lost heroes that you guys have been kind of wondering about, then that's how you get in good with the Alliance well, or the Horde. Well, we know, Maya, we know Maya locks up the demon hunters. Uh, yeah, the, Maya. yeah, the demon hunters are woken up by the wardens because the wardens are like, oh, Legion's okay. back. Help, hey, please. In case, in case of Legion invasion, break glass. Yeah. <laughs> What? What? No, we have demons. Oh, you let me out for demons. How come you never let me out for anything else, man? Why can't you just like let me out and maybe we go to like Red Lobster or something? You know? No, I hear. Good Why does it always have to be demons? You didn't let me out to see Ant Man. I'm not helping with the Burning Legion. Man, <laughs> I really wanted to see that too. I don't know how I knew about it, but no. So yeah, Mayev is involved. That's. I hope Mayev isn't just involved in the flashback. Like, I, I want I her to actually is... be in the modern story. I want to know what, like, I want them to try and no, I justify want the, that. I, I want them to hold her on reserve on the main story because I think they've got more than enough to work with. I'm okay with her being there in the aspect of a flashback, but trying to write her in along with everything else that they're trying to do, I'm afraid that her for story would, like, fall short if they tried to cram it all in there because she's got... She's got some explaining to do after Storm Rage, and I'm really interested in seeing that. Yeah, I, I just I would honestly like to think th that this is the Night Elf Apocalypse. Should, they should be involved. I think mm -hmm. we should talk a little more about the features and less about everything. The lore, yes. Yeah. Ever. Okay, well, we know about Demon Hunters, but sh anything we can think of, we should talk about Demon Hunters before we move on? They get double jump. Yes. That's, they get that's I'm very excited. Crap. I'm very excited about this. Everybody should get double jump because it's I, amazing well, in hoping, any game with double jump. I'm hoping that they have a talent sort of like aspect of the pack where where like they give double jump to everybody in their party because that would be cool. And then nobody would ever not do anything with that. <laughs> it's like, <"D> <laughs> <laughs> no one has to roll Demon Hunter just so we could all have double jump. I, I mean, I, at that point, I would get a second account and put a Demon Hunter on follow on my main and just. And just keep that open yeah. all the time. Yeah. Something like that. Double jump is awesome, though. I, I'm thinking I might actually retire my rogue and pick up a demon hunter if they're cool and to play. Another interesting thing with demon hunters is they only have two specializations, not three. Yeah, that, there's. That's my, that's a, in my opinion, that's a great idea. I like I that. Yeah, I wish the other classes that see, I, I play a warrior, and we have three specializations, but only two roles, and it ends up being it's dumb. Kind of redundant. Really? Like, I mean, I know that then rogues have three specializations, and that's fine, like, in my opinion. But for warriors, having Arms and Fury has never worked out. One of them is always the, 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 the lesser of the two. You know what I mean? I don't think it always makes sense. Like, me, uh, rogues have always seemed like two specs plus another eh, and which one is the eh depends on the expansion. Most yeah. of the time it's subtlety. Subtlety has often been eh, except most, I think subtlety most. now and then has like a PvP. It's actually, it's yeah, it's actually doing really well right now. But for the longest time, you you really didn't do anything with sub. It was just sort of there. And that's actually but you were we either combat or assassination. That was it. We should come back to talk about that. So I'm going to put a pin in that. That there's another thing coming up that changes this dynamic. Yeah. Go ahead and, like, so we have two, we've got two specialties. There's Andy, two specs of Demon Hunter. Uh, it's, like, Havoc, which is... Havoc and Vengeance. Spec. Vengeance is a tanking spec. Yeah. Yep. And so there isn't, like, two DPS specs or whatever, and Chilton basically said uh, they didn't have a good idea for a third one. Just, like, they're not, Demon Hunters aren't going to heal. They're not going to have a range of DPS because they're Demon Hunters. They're not Rangers or Hunters. Uh, so I would instead say... of diluting it, they just concentrated the cool into these two specs. So there's no... Like junk in any of them. It makes sense it's because you, what do you want? You want a demon hunter who does physical damage up close to do it. Just that's how you you want him to do it. You don't want one who's I specialize in fast strikes with my two hand my two glaives. And what do you do, other demon hunter? I also specialize in fast strikes with my two glaives. That's all I we think, do, man. I think what happened is druids preemptively stole a spec from demon hunters. 
Well, in terms of game balance, they did because druids have the four. <laughs> druids have four, yeah. Yeah, but it, it just it balances out so that we'll have the same amount of, spe- of specs as if each of both of those classes had three. So it's fine. I don't. I think it's it's a good design idea. I think they might want to consider it for other classes that only do two rolls. Yeah, because- I don't think they would. I I don't think they would retroactively apply it because people are so attached. Yeah, no, they're not, gonna, they're not going to do it. But I think that if they ever put in a new class and it was like a healer DPS, they should consider only having two specs. But like we should priests, talk. About I this. don't think priests need holy and discipline. But there are so many players now. They're like, I'm a holy priest. I'm a disciplined priest. That they're yeah. not going to go remove it. I think. I think um, what what strikes me most interesting about the fact that there's only two specs there, it means that demon hunters that do a dual specialization, they'll have access to all of their abilities. They don't have to choose which specialization. They get them both, you know, as soon as they get dual spec. So what I'm wondering is, is that going to reflect on the other classes? Are we going to get, are we going to get the option to like add a third spec so that, you know, we could just flip between the three or are we still going to be stuck with choosing two and demon hunters just have that advantage? Like how is that going to work? I think they'll probably just give demon hunters that advantage. And one of the reasons I think so is the other thing we found out. Well, yeah, but we also found out at this expansion, they're going to have something called the honor system version three. Yeah. And honor system version three is effectively your PVP talent tree. Yes. And if you level it, uh, it it levels a bit like a paragon levels do in, in Diablo three. Uh, it's a separate leveling thing entirely. You get honor points. You get tiers as you go through. You can get up to like level 50. And then they have a thing called prestige, which is essentially cosmetic stuff, uh, you know, cool things that you like a new mount and so forth. They didn't go into too many specifics. It was just like, you know, things like mounts or cool, cool borders for your portrait and so forth. Uh, the thing about prestige is basically what happens is you hit level 50 and then you basically dump all your levels. You go back to like the beginning. But mm-hmm. this time, when you earn up to 50, you, you will get a rank in Prestige. And you can do this over and over again. They showed up to Prestige rank 4. I don't know. They haven't said what the ultimate end of the, the system will be. But you can, So you could essentially, if, if it's four ranks of Prestige, it was the maximum, you could theoretically level to 50 four times. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's not inconsiderate amount of time. And the way it's going to work is since they want to move it away from gear dominating PvP... Like, the way it is now, that as you get better and better PvP gear, you're basically just, just destroying people. And people who try to come into PvP can't really keep up. They, they, just, they don't have any way to do anything but die for a long period of time. This system still going to have that to a degree. I mean, because if a, a guy who's level 50 runs into you, he's probably going to kill you if you're, it's your first time PvPing on that character. But at least you'll have a measurable way to get as powerful quickly and the, and the, they can balance it better as well because they don't have to none of these abilities will work outside of pvp it's your pvp specialization right. i don't it's they also mentioned like children specifically said it's they want to not have pve and pvp conflict as much they want to separate it a little more and through these talents they're going to do that these talents are only active in pvp yeah, I don't know how Which that's going to work in world to... PvP. But... Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work in world PvP, but at the same time, I, I kind of I kind of like the sound of this. I I had some serious flashbacks when they were putting up, when I was watching the video. <laughs> I know and they had saying. the old honor system up there. I had some yeah. serious flash. It was like PTSD almost, because like, that was the old honor system. I watched friends nearly kill themselves trying to rank in that thing and he wasn't kidding when he said people were playing 24 hours a day they were i watched them do it. i remember they had a contest where you won like a pc or a graphics card or something if you hit like rank one on your server yeah and it was like a month or two month long thing and i know there is a shadow priest in scenario circle that was being played by no less than six people yeah Oh, yeah, that happened all the time. I knew people, like, back on Astral Narab, a friend of mine was going for it, and he and another, he, like, had two people that were, all three of them wanted to get it. And what they did was they, every month, picked one of their characters, and that character was in Battlegrounds constantly. He never left. This this Shadow Priest was in Warsong Gulch 24-7 for months. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was was usually either Warsong Gulch or, um, I want to say Alterac. 
Which the one, and the thing was, is that Arathi, there was a reason why people didn't like it, but I don't remember no, what it was. It was, yeah, it was, there was something was, about the map. Yeah. Made it harder. Warsong, Warsong was the easiest, and then Alterac Valley was also pretty easy to get. It as long Warsong. as you were on a side that, as long as you were on a faction that dominated on your particular. That was the thing. This Shadow Priest was Horde. Yeah. Horde yeah. won Warsong Gulch like 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. So they just did worse on Gulch. Forever. You went where the winds were, yeah. And it was it was really just yeah. So then they showed you know the current system, which is you know you know what it is. It's the current system. It's the current system. Yeah, and then they had the new one, which I, I, I this is what I'm thinking of in terms of specializations. We were talking about it, like how there's usually a spec that's better at PvP. Like for warriors, it's usually arms. But with this, you'll effectively have an entirely different talent system for PvP. It's a PvP We're, spec. Will there be, like, arms warriors in PvP anymore? Or will you just have whatever your PvP spec is? How flexible will it be? We don't know a lot of this stuff yet. We, we barely well, have... And I'm sure we'll talents. find out at BlizzCon more. The talents, I think, are more like... Uh, I, I'm not going to get the game right, but I want to say Call of Duty perks. I haven't played Call of Duty. I might be pulling this out of my butt. But it's more like perks where it's... You're still, like, a Shadow Priest if you're a Shadow Priest. And you have but all your you also abilities. have these PvP perks and bonuses. Yeah, but the thing about thing that is, top. yeah, the thing about that is, right now, like I said, some specs dominate in PvP. Like you mentioned, subtlety before. Yeah. But when that, when the, with the perk system, will it matter what your specialization is? That's a good question, yeah, and like, we're gonna have to wait and find out really on that one. That's one of the things that I find interesting about this whole thing. I, I find it pretty compelling the idea that we might, we might be in a situation where it straight up does not matter. Like, you know, you can, I just, you can finally do whatever you want to do with your talent spec. I just remember, I remember, and I'm going to go back in vanilla on the porch in my rocking chair talking about this. Um, when the honor system first came out, they they didn't have, there were no battlegrounds as of yet. It was just like you had kills and you had honorable kills and you had dishonorable kills and that was about it. That was like the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um and they had a contest, and whoever got the most kills per server, per faction per server, they got like a tabard, like the champion's tabard. It was ugly, too. It was purple. It said wow on it. And now um, the anniversary event, the buff that you get, it's that tabard. <laughs> anyway, so uh, one of my friends on the server that I was on at the time, he won on the Horde side. He, he was a Horde Shadow Priest, Forsaken Shadow Priest, because OP as heck. And all he did was stand in Terran Mill... And wait for the Alliance to come in, start dotting the heck out of everything, throwing fear bombs, all this other stuff. And he loved PvP. It was like, that was his jam. That's what he, that he, he, he would live in Terry Mill 24-7. He didn't care. And then they came out with Battlegrounds. And when they came out with Battlegrounds is when he quit the game. Because all of a sudden, you know, he was dominating out there in, in world PvP when it was just him and a bunch of other people, you know, diving around buildings, this, that, the other. But when it, when the Battlegrounds came out, all of a sudden it was about the objective instead of about the whole killing other players thing. And it was also about players that were raiding that had like tier sets and things like that completely blew him out of the water. He couldn't compete. He couldn't compare. There was nothing he could do. And it, it was no longer about actual PvP. It was about what kind of PvE gear do you have and how does that make you better in, in the PvP aspect. And it just it really infuriated him to the point where he actually like quit the game. And this was what he said they should have done like way back then. He's like, why don't they just have a separate talent system or something like that? I mean, I think we, I think we still have to see how it play out because they're eliminating people yeah. here. Yeah, they are. They are. So, so they it's going to be kind of interesting to see. It's going to so be interesting to see how talents, this plays out. Unless those talents replace gear, people are going to have to get their gear for PPE. Right. Right. And and I'm kind of interested to see exactly how this plays. I want to see more about this. But this, I think this it's is, likely. It's likely that we'll still have PVP gear. Yeah. It just and, it'll be less. It'll it'll be less important to PVP. But it'll still well, they were there. saying they were getting rid, rid of PvP gear altogether. Yeah, but I think they'll let you still get gear via it. Oh, yeah, probably. Because, you know, people who just PvP, they, they can't do it naked. Yeah. You know? But 
Uh, we, we really, one other thing we really have to talk about. I feel, I honestly feel like we have to talk about it. It's not like this is no option here. Artifacts? And that's the, yes, that's artifacts. <laughs> Briefly, because I think we, we talked about it at the Gamescom roundtable too. Yeah. So I people, just don't think you can, you don't think you can mention the expansion without talking about it. So if people want an extended discussion of it, go to our site, to our Gamescom coverage, find the roundtable video or go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash blizzard watch, watch the video. It's there. But basically, uh, what we had announced was, I'll just say it, it's stuff like Ashbringer and the Doomhammer. You straight up get them. You get one weapon, and that weapon is yours through the entire expansion, and that's it. Initially, I was excited. I'm still kind of excited, but I'm also worried. Why? I'm worried worried because if one of my characters that I really like playing gets a weapon type that I hate, I'm going to be depressed the entire expansion. Yeah, he will be. He's rogue with maces? No. Well, you're not going to get maces on a rogue. Come on. You're going to get daggers or you're going to get swords, probably. It could happen. It How could, but it won't. We go with like crappy one-handed swords. They could just like, oh, rogues do hammers now. But yeah, it, it could. I don't know. The thing I don't about like maces. If any of my characters have, get a mace, I'll cry. That's that's how I'll put the it. The thing that they have talked about is that they're aware that they need to make it so that they can be some sort of catch up for dual spec type stuff. Yeah. Um, they don't haven't said what it's going to be yet. What we do know is that you will get the the artifact like pretty close, pretty hot quickly into the expansion. They've mm-hmm. said that they might be one or two weapon drops just to tide you over until you get it, but you'll get it fairly soon. Uh, once you get it, you will basically you'll be leveling it up. It levels kind of as you level, and things called relics will drop in dungeons and in raids and in other ways. And you can basically put the relics into the weapon. And I'm it's, not sure how that works. Yeah, the relics. I mean, I think the relics work. They modify the weapon stats and things like that. It That's sounds like, it. like a modified version of uh, jewel crafting. Kind of, yeah. Hit. But that'll be happening. Um, you'll also get as you as you level the weapon up, you effectively get. People have said this since we saw the first mock-up for it. People have been like, they put Path of the Titans back in because it is basically it's very similar to the way the Path of the Titans was was displayed to us when it first came out. The weapon basically has it's like a flowchart weapon. Like you can go here, you can go here. Each of the choices you make, you unlock a certain cosmetic or damage based or whatever ability. It reminds me of the talent trees in Dragon Age, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It does look a little bit like them. So, as I recall, I think Chilton said you eventually get all of it, so it doesn't even matter yeah. what the talent tree looks like. Because once you're done, you have everything. You have it all, yeah. So it's yeah, just, you, what do I want first? Yeah, what do you want to do? And there's some stuff that's cosmetic that I don't think you would have all of it for the very simple fact that they would contradict. Like, you don't want the fire one and the shadow one? Yeah, that's a, that's not the talent trees. That's just you unlock skins, basically. Appearance skins for the weapons, yeah. Which is pretty cool. I like that. We we know some of the uh, artifacts already. Obviously, we mentioned Ashbringer. Doomhammer. Uh, Doomhammer for, sh- for enhancement shamans. That's going to be interesting because apparently Thrall's been using it wrong the whole time. Because when enhancement shamans get it, it will generate a twin of itself in your offhand. <laughs> uh, out of pure electricity, it's like I, I want there to be at some point where your enhancer shot goes up the thrall and go. Do you see what I'm doing? You should have been doing this. You were holding it in two hands. That's not how. What? When did they just never patch you? What's your problem, thrall? Like, you, were you a, like a one point two shaman? Come on. Thrall like, actually uses it in one hand in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, he has yep. nothing in his other hand. It's just nope. That's it's supposed to generate an electrical copy of itself. So you know, apparently nobody has figured this out this whole time. But then again, you know, Orgrim Doomhammer wasn't a shaman. Neither were any of the other Doomhammers going back through history. It's no. kind of funny that the Doomhammer has become a shaman weapon in the game's eyes because it was a warrior weapon. Well, gen- yeah, but it was kind of imbued with the whole the elements in on, on Draenor and all of that. I mean, in the comic. Yeah. So. It's I guess just funny. It's yeah, that that is kind of I the one that I liked, I liked the mage staff because the mage staff references um the first guardian of Tears Fall. Yeah. The first guardian of Tears Fall. And that was actually there was a short story in the uh, Warcraft manga series about that particular about the person who became the first guardian and everything. And I was like, Oh, they even got the name right and all of it. That's cool. 
Okay. That's one of the things about these weapons is some of them are like very clear. This item is part of Warcraft pop culture. We know it. It's very intimately familiar. And then you have some that are like, you've probably never heard of this guy before, but he existed in a short story in a manga that was only published once. And then you have somewhere we just came up with it because we had nothing. Well, there's like the Eagle Spear. Um, I thought the Eagle Spear was this. They made it up, but it's not. It's actually in the War of the Ancients books. Yeah. It's uh, the the uh, you know the High Mountain Elder uses the Eagle Spear in that book. So it's there's his. I think his name is something like uh, you know so and so of the Eagle Spear. Like it's that big a deal to the High Mountain tribe. So yeah, that's cool. At least I have no idea what the Warrior one's going to be. Like nothing. I I can't you know I don't know what the I, I'm I'm kind Death of wings shin bone. I, I'm interested yeah. in seeing what they're gonna do with rogues, and what the different yeah. rogue specs are gonna get. Because obviously, I mean, if you're playing assassination, it has to be daggers because they won't let us use anything else. But like combat, what are they gonna give combat? Are they gonna end up with swords, or are they gonna end up with maces, or what? You know. They're gonna be cool. They give you fist weapons that were like actual fists off of some like titan or something. <laughs> no, swords. You no, know, you're punching plus. people with tears fist. It's, it's tears fist. fist. It's literally the fist that Galakron bit off a tear. You are punching people with that. <laughs> swords or bust, Ravenholt or riot. But uh, yeah, there's like I mean the, the warrior one. <laughs> The warrior one we know is going to be this one. The prot one we know is going to be like a shield and sword made out of one of Neltharian scales because they've mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anything about the arms or fear. I, I, I here's the thing is I don't. People are like speculating on various ones for it, and they usually speculate on things we've already had as drops. Yeah. I don't want that. Like I don't want gore howl. No. Like there's one or two I would accept, like because I'm crazy. Like if they said, well, you know, arms wars getting Ash Condi, I'd Ash I'd be okay. But yeah, I already said it, man. I yeah. would be okay with that, but nobody else would be. And it's not cool to make a you know an artifact that only one guy is happy about. They're like, making, just... yeah. They're, what they're doing very deliberately with these weapons is they're pulling weapons that have been referenced in lore before, and they hold like some sort of major significance. Because um, I mean, obviously, Ashbringer is huge. The Doomhammer you know is huge. You know, it's these are weapons that we've never been able to wield before. You know what I want the arms weapon to be? What? An arm? The Arcanite <laughs> Reaper. <laughs> you know what I want it to be, honestly? If it, if it can't be the Axe of Scenarius. Ooh, the and, Axe of Scenarius. Broxigar's Axe. Yes. Or the Great Royal Sword. Ooh, that would be good, too. The Both Great Royal Sword. Good. The thing is, is, I honestly feel like for warriors, they should be faction-specific. Even if it has the exact same stats... It doesn't feel right for an for an orc to be using Lothar's sword, and it doesn't no. feel right for a human to be using some weird wood axe that you know some orc used. It just so do them faction specific. Yeah, I, I, they won't, but it would be cool. Uh, the other thing, I mean, we really should talk about some emails, but I want to mention the class halls and class orders because Alex kind of brought it in through the back door with his his thing about Ravenhold. Yes. Uh, they announced that they're going to do a thing called class orders where you basically, since the Alliance and Horde still can't get it together, even though the end of days is happening. I'm so tired a, of that crap. There's a <laughs> hole in the world and demons are pouring out of it and Vulgen's like, this be your fault, man. They're like, how is this my fault? Come on! <laughs> no, don't like you, don't trust you. So they won't get together. I mean, even though, you know, we got together when there were some bugs. Remember we had an, we had like a bug infestation in Siltus? Then the full might of the Alliance and Horde. We just need to bring back Sourfang. Just bring him in. Because he brought everybody together for that. And it worked out pretty good. Sourfang's like, I'm so tired. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really I mean, anti-nap. Sourfang <laughs> kind of wasted that goodwill when he uh, opened fire on the Alliance warship in Ice Crown. Yeah, that's true. He's trying to get to his kid. They they work. So it are out. we. We were yeah. going to the same place. We could have high fived and like hugged it out and killed the <laughs> Lich King. Hugged it out. Man. <laughs> hugged it out. That's what we were both there for. We're going to kill the Lich King. Stop killing each other. Stop it. Yeah, it, it's true. But at this point, you Ships know, passing in the night. Even if Starfang had anyway. that ability, he's he's exhausted. He's an old guy. He had to bury his kid. Let's let him rest and. Then let's have Vol'jin and, and, and Varian act like adults for a minute and stop, you know, my tusks are longer than your man. Humans don't even have tusks. 
Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Andy was in the back of the room going, I cannot believe I have to deal with these two monkeys. And but, somewhere behind him is Rathion going, I told you so. <laughs> tell me so. <laughs> but yeah, so basically we're going to have class orders instead. And the class orders are basically the people of Azeroth going, you know what? No. F you. We're getting together as a class. I don't know why it's a class. I don't know why we don't just get together as a group. But we don't trust those guys in skirts or the guys who wear plate or whatever. We're going to get together amongst each other and we're going to handle it. So that's happening. And your character, I guess, since you have the best weapon, you get to be in charge because that's how it works. It's the oh, same no. best weapon that everybody else of your class will be wielding in this one space. I don't want to be in charge. I was in charge in Warlords, and I'm still in my garrison all day. It's awful. Can't we let somebody else be in charge? Come on. No. I think I think they should apply like random cosmetic effects to everybody else's weapon when you're in your, your class they hall. They could do that. They, they have the technology. Because if I'm supposed to be in charge, and I'm in there with the Ashbringer, and this guy next to me has the Ashbringer, and that lady behind me has the Ashbringer, and that guy over in the corner has the Ashbringer, and we're all talking to the same person to send our same champions out on missions, I'm not really in charge, am I? Which one of us is in charge? Yeah, they should do something about that. Or just not show them, but I think they're going to show them so you feel like you're you're connected to a larger group. I do like this much about the idea. At least people are finally realizing that you cannot sit back and let Tyrion Fordring be in charge. No. This is a huge mistake because Tyrion Fordring will feel bad when you beat a demon lord. Alas, you are victorious. Of course. Demon. What were you looking for here? Here's how it's going to go down. We're going to like make landfall on the broken shore to face down these horrible demons and we're ready to march into battle and Tyrion's like lay down your weapons first we build a statue and then we attack the demons <laughs> and then While somewhere in the background statue, somewhere killed. then somewhere in the background you'll hear screams and it's Corfax okay. <laughs> let's just oh my God. Corfax not the legion Corfax <laughs> should be the guy in charge of everything let's just put him in charge and he's even got his artifact already the Arcanite yeah. Reaper running around. <laughs> but yeah, we, we don't know much about class halls, but we do know that apparently rogues are going to be in the sewers. Um, oh. they, they are thinking about that because apparently there was a, a lot of people going, why not Ravenholt? Um, did you guys forget? Ravenholt are right. Last time I saw Ravenholt, last time I saw Ravenholt, it was on fire and covered in the bodies of a lot of red dragons because Rathion. But, you know, I mean, cool. I guess if they wanted to like rebuild it and make it kind of nice they can go ahead and do that i i was personally i was okay with the idea of having some kind of underground secret layer i thought that sounded pretty cool but i i'm pretty cool with whatever they do actually just the thought of having some kind of class layer if if i'm founding an order of the elite of the elite to conquer this thing the least i can do is build a house for everybody to hang out in I'm not going to tell my people to go get in the crap sewer. Let's make a house. Let's chill. Well, I'd build like a swank underground facility where you have to go <laughs> through sewers to get to it, which means nobody else is going to get there but you. And you have, to have the password to go through the door. And once you go through the door, blackjack and hookers. So it's much better than anything else. <laughs> Self won't work anymore because you will smell like poop. <laughs> in the sewer. All I'm going to say is I kind of, part of me actually kind of hopes that the warrior one is actually Frey Island. Oh man, that'd be cool. And that that it isn't built up in any way. It's still the same horrible shacks. Yeah. (laughs) We go out there like this, this is our base. And then like someone's like, shh, go stand over there. You go stand over there and like the whole thing, like, you know, descends into the ground, like the whole island just goes like, you know, then you're like looking at everything and then you realize it's just. Boom, you come to a stop, and the warrior base is down there. And it's just like, wow, that was actually pretty cool. You put the whole Ray thing Ray Island is just like the elevator to yeah. the warrior. But warrior. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be because warriors don't really have any kind of like organized anything. Like rogues, I can see it because they're all well, like... It's kind of like yeah. giant coliseum for warriors. I imagine it would be oh, some kind of barracks or bunker. Yeah, but I, I don't want it to be something plain. I want it to be really cool and fancy because... This is the thing for like a lot of classes. They have a unifying lore already. Like for instance, druids. It makes sense that druids would all get together because yeah. they do anyway. 
Yeah. Like, you know, even even the trolls and Worgen got in. They were like, yeah, okay, you can come in too. So that makes sense. Paladins having an order. I mean, on the one hand, it doesn't make any sense at all because, like, the Alliance Paladins are all Silver Hand and the Horde ones are, like, nothing to do with the Silver Hand. But you know Paladins. They, like... You know they're standing around comparing tricks to put bubbles on themselves, and you know they're all shiny and they I mean, like hit light to to an extent. But uh, the Sunwalkers are not even paladins. Like Blood Knights are like paladins with like a dark side or whatever. Sunwalkers are just not paladins. They have nothing to do with that. So well, they did say in, like, when they were to light, well, when the they were talking about it, when they were talking about the class halls, like for paladins and things like that, they were talking about the possibility of there being different wings for different races. So, like, you get into the paladin hall, and there's a section for the sunwalkers, and there's a section for the blood knights, and there's a section for everybody else. Yeah, I don't accept the argument sunwalkers aren't paladins for one very simple reason. All paladins are. Their, their canonical origin is a bunch of priests got together... And some of them learned how to use swords and shields, and a couple of them taught warriors how to be priests. Yeah, but like their and aesthetic and their and mythos is so different. That's and the if, origin of that's the origin of the Sunwalkers. A Torin came home having studied alongside the Paladins in Northrend and said, "We got to start doing things that way. We have our light thing. We'll do it like that." And so the Sunwalkers are directly inspired by Paladins. It's saying they're not paladins. Well, we're doing everything paladiny the way you showed us to do it. No, but you don't pray to the right god. Well, you don't even pray to a god. You just talk about the light all the time. We actually have a light god. Anshay, it's not our fault. <laughs> How come don't you, have, you don't have a light no, god? They're different. <laughs> they're different, but they still are the same. So it's fine by me. I mean, it's it would be like arguing that you know troll priests shouldn't get to be in an order with you know a, let's say human priests, which makes so, sense as we have. Ten minutes to do emails. I know. <laughs> well, we knew that there was going to be lots of talk about the expansion. There's All right, no- I said let's do artifact stuff briefly because we've done it. Okay, <laughs> let's minutes. hit. Let's hit, class let's, let's hit a couple of emails. We're then. gonna do. We're gonna do this one first because it's from the. It's from Patreon. Okay. So, this one is from Arneas. Uh, Arneas, my apologies. Uh, Greenstone Dathramar. Since you asked non-lore questions, I have a question about toy collecting. I've been trying to fill out my toy box. It's not a compulsion, really, but I've run into a problem. I can't seem to find a good list of toys arranged by location. The lists and guides I've found so far on Wowhead are no are not all that helpful. If you're wandering around and want to know if there are possible to- toy drops nearby, can you recommend a good site or list for compulsive toy collectors? This uh, will be quick, because I looked it up beforehand. Wowhead, uh, if you're looking specifically for guides in Wowhead, that's not going to give you what you want. But if you go to, in like the top menus, if you do the drop-downs and go to toys, you can filter it by location. So, for example, if you are in Ice Crown, and you type in Ice Crown, it'll tell you about toys in Ice Crown or places connected to Ice Crown, like dungeons and raids. So, uh, if you're looking for like one of their guides that has all this kind of stuff, it's they're not set up that way. But if you just filter the toy list to where you are, You'll get what you want. Okay. Uh, next question is from Raz's Love, I think. Would you say that that is? Yep. Yes. All right. Chilton said in a recent interview that not allowing players to Xmog Legendaries was because it would not be fair to ask them to run that raid 100 times to be able to get the gear piece in order to Xmog the design. Uh, paraphrase. What? Uh, I'm not sure how to process this argument. After running for Warglaves a bajillion times, the only thing not fair is not allowing me to Xmog them. Applying this logic, I think you could also say that if you come back to this this hub every day and click the blue exclamation point, do that quest, kill as many mobs as you can, and then log out, and if you do that for 10 plus days in a row to reach Exalted, we're not going to give you a title or amount or access to any gear slash perks because it wouldn't be fair to ask you to do that again. What? Um, okay. Uh, I don't know what to tell you here, dude. If I, mean, I, for, this... I didn't see an interview, but basically one of the reasons I, they want us to Xmog legendaries is because think, they don't want legendaries I, to be Xmogable. Right. I think that you might have been interpreting that incorrectly. I think. Let's also note that a lot of these interviews are not in English. Yeah. Because this, this is happening in Europe. And a lot yeah. of the English translations, the translations I'm seeing are done by other people and not the person who conducted the interview. From and some of I... these are not correct. From what from what I understood as far as legendaries and not being able to transmog legendaries, a lot of it was because people spent 
hundreds of hours or whatever getting those weapons back when they were current content. And now you can kind of blow through it in 10 minutes and, and to farm for it, like on a weekly basis, and get access to it a lot easier, which means that it wouldn't really hold the same kind of legendary meaning or whatever. Yeah. One I'm paraphrasing. About, <laughs> one of the things they talked about, he had said that they were considering legendaries like, say, the cloak. Because right. the cloak was something you can't get anymore, but it was something that you didn't require. There was no farming for it. You know, you, we did a series of complex things to get it. Um, so they were thinking about that, but they have made no decisions on legendaries yet. And it's nothing to do with well, it wouldn't be fair to ask people to go back and run that. They don't care if people go back and run content into the ground. Yeah. They do not care if you run Black Temple a million times through your Warglaves. They go don't care. Right ahead. If, yeah, they don't care if you get one Warglaive off of Illidan the first time you kill him and then don't see another one till the middle of Mists of Pandaria. They yeah. don't care. They don't care how insane you feel about that. They that's not, go ahead and farm for it if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. Uh, what their their whole point has always been that they didn't want to make these legendary weapons transmogable. They they never said you know because it wouldn't be fair to anybody. They just straight up don't want to diminish them by making them something you can transmog to. Uh, I don't agree with that argument, but that's their argument. Yeah, you know as, was... maybe it's because I have one of the more boring legendaries. I got Shadowmorn. I don't yeah. really care if people want to go get Shadowmorn now and start wearing it. I don't care. I had it then, and it was pretty exclusive then, and that made me feel awesome. But it's It's the same thing for like pretty much now. every legendary that I have. I don't really care one way or another. It yeah. also means that like every rogue anywhere would be toting around Illidan's Warglaives because, hello, they're cool, but... but <laughs> I mean, if you could transmog legendaries, if you could do it, I wouldn't, because Shadowmorn is lame. Yeah. yeah. I don't agree that it's lame. I think it's a pretty cool weapon, but I don't... Here's the thing. I wouldn't I, back, be able back... to transmog the legendaries because rogues can only... Or assassination rogues can only use daggers. Well, let's assume <sighs> you could use your rogue daggers or you could... Maybe they'll, they'll be smart about that, but... I You're had very self angry today. I'm not angry. Who, me? Both of I'm us. Not, I'm not angry. I'm just... I'm angry. I'm Raven not Holder angry. Riot. I'm just disappointed. Burn the place no. down. <laughs> Like, for example, I'll use the legendary that I got first. I had hey, Sulphuros back when it was current. Hey, and when I, when I had Sulphuros, uh, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed having it. And here's the thing. Sulphuros is a 10, 11-year-old weapon. Yeah. It looks 11 years old. Yeah, it does. I, I've got the more recent version from Firelands, also known as the one with an updated model. And I, I can transmog to that, and I would prefer to, because the old Thunder one... Thunder Fury still looks cool, though. Thunder Fury still looks cool, but Thunder Fury is ridiculously big. Yeah. Sulfuros is significantly, That's why it's cool. <laughs> is significantly smaller than Thunder Fury, and it's day-glow orange. And that's actually cool. I like that. But the pixels on it, this is not a very up-to-date model compared you know to... You know, it just... It, so... Sometimes the legendary just wouldn't look as cool. I mean, Warglaves would look awesome. I got nothing against Warglaves if I wanted to transmog to them, but... I, 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 feel like, I feel like I should mention for the record, I don't, I don't really care about the legendary restriction on transmog. I mean, okay, whatever. Cool, you got your reason for it. That's fine. But I wish that they'd let us transmog white gear and gray gear if we wanted to. Not just me. because no, I'm not there dying. are some there are some pieces out there that have like unique models or unique colors, but they're only there. They're, they're, it's like white quality gear that you get off of a vendor in a starting zone. I'd like to be able to transmog to that. I don't know why we can't. Anyway, we should move on. I'm sorry. Well, uh, Adam wants us to wrap up. Uh, we have one let's, more question. Let's do this one last email because so we we're going to try it earlier. Let's try to get through this fast as possible. Okay. Uh, this one is from. Uh, I'm going to have to say Arkthale. Yeah, Arkthale and Alliance Road. Blizzard designers have often talked about fulfilling the fantasy of each class being central to that design process. With forms of invisibility becoming increasingly common, e.g. hunter camouflage, mage invisibility, uh, and poisons becoming increasingly insubstantial, what key features of the rogue class are left? I was <laughs> under the impression that it was we were the mobility class, but with the upcoming release of, of Demon Hunters, we are to learn that this is not the case. In fact, much of the DH class suggests that it's essentially a magic super rogue, and excluding the feature of stealth, which they can see 
true anyway. They might as well be Rogues 2.0. I am interested in the thoughts from the watchers on this topic and look forward to your response. I uh, love the show. Can't get enough of it. I will just say this. Welcome to Warriors when they brought in Death Knights. Ah! You guys I know. Mean, Rogues Shut felt up. like this with Monks, too. Monks yeah, cut into Monks, Rogues. Quite a monks bit. came out and all of a sudden they were the new hotness. And Rogues, rogues have always felt like they were kind of losing what made them special with every expansion, honestly. And right now, I, I play a rogue because I think it's fun to stealth around and stuff, but it doesn't, I mean... Red Paladins combo points for some reason? Yeah, I, it just, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like there's anything please. particularly like... Please, don't talk about Red Paladins and the Holy Power because I've just had, I don't want to talk <laughs> about that anymore. No, Okay, no, but... Can we okay? Let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, having played a rogue since Burning Crusade, um, it's gotten less and less cool. And I hate using that word because it's like that—that that doesn't even like seem to even address the. Pro- I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. It's just that all these other classes are getting all of these like special abilities and flashy things that make them them. And there's not really rogues don't have that anymore we kind of used to have that when we made our own poisons and we you know we had to level up lock picking and we had to do all this other stuff that was just a very rogue thing to do and we don't really have that anymore we don't have anything i mean even poisons now poisons are just a button on a bar that you click so that you put out more numbers there's nothing really organic about them at all i mean those things were kind of tedious especially when you had to they were craft tedious. All kinds of, but they they were the flavor but they like made that, the rogue the rogue you know it, it and this made... question is actually really timely because i saw an interview just today where they're specifically talking about rogues and yeah. about this fantasy of the rogue and i think what they said was uh subtlety is going to focus a lot more on poisons and have more emphasis on poisons and venom and that kind of stuff which is the, funny because that's what assassination was supposed to do. Right, and assassination now is going to focus. It's going to have pull the fantasy, like the 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 inspiration is going to be the ninja thing. <laughs> and okay, combat, so what's the ninja thing like? Like ninjas, you know, like smoke and you know whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not a ninja. Don't ask me. <laughs> but the thing that I'm excited about is they. I've always envisioned combat rogues as kind of the swashbuckling type. Right. Right, and they specifically mentioned the the inspiration for the new combat rogue in Legion is pirates. So to me, that's awesome. So if I if I can feel more like a swashbuckling rogue and piratey, and get artifacts that reflect that playstyle, swords like sabers and stuff like that, I'll feel really good about that. So I think rogues okay, probably need saying, a lot of love. Yeah, in somebody's saying in the chat channel that su- su- subtlety is ninja, assassination is poison, and combat is pirate. Okay, so, so you got it swapped around. Okay, because I was really confused. I'm like, My assassination's bad. always been poison. What? 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 So yeah. Okay. Look, I well, only that play might combat, that might that might like help a little bit, and that sounds a little interesting. I, I just for for a long time now, rogues have kind of felt like they've gotten the shit. I mean. I'm honestly, I'm thinking about retiring my rogue and rolling a demon hunter, depending on how the class feels, if I get on the beta and get a chance to play it. Because rogues are just like, they aren't what they were. They're just kind of a shadow of what they were. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. It's just like all of the, all of the little cool stuff about the class has slowly been weeded out. Which is weird, in order to, I guess, to make it more, you know, easier to play. I guess maybe a little. The, the if if they want to figure out how to make combat more swashbuckly, go play Dragon Age Two. Yeah. Into her tanking spec. Yeah. It's it's swashbuckling. Isabella becomes a rogue tank. Yeah. And it, it's all all of her skills are. Dude, are if I could do a rogue tank thing, I would do a rogue tank thing. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. But you know, other classes or other games have done it. Yeah. Okay, at this point, I think we've had enough the rogue talk. Yes. Uh, we, but that's pretty much the show. We've talked about the expansion. We could talk about the expansion a lot more, believe me. <laughs> we didn't even get into zones or the like, the new races or anything. Like, I want to talk about these drug bar dudes at some point, but we What's have to. We have to you know, stop now. Uh, we, have we have so to- much time to talk about these things, though. So, uh, as always, uh, Alex, you want to close us out with a 
nod sure. to Patreon? Uh, our show and our site, everything we do is supported by the community. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. We recently added new benefit tiers where you can uh, pick a level of reward appropriate to what you feel is comfortable. And uh, there's some really cool stuff, like our Lore Watch podcast. You get it a week early. Uh, we, we're going to start doing these every other week. Editorial behind-the-scenes podcast, all kinds of stuff. So go check it out. We appreciate it. Thank you. And that's the show, everybody. Thank you very much for listening tuning in. As always, if you have emails, send them to the podcast, just podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We didn't actually get to any of those this week, but that means more for next week, and that's always good. Uh, it'll give us a chance to do some non-lore stuff. Well, well that hurts me personally, but we'll try. Uh, <laughs> so thanks, everybody, and uh, night, everybody. <laughs>